0: 25 seconds left to play.
1: You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show.
0: I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. (laughs) Speak to. They are who we thought they were. But we let them off the line. Well, get out of hand? Just just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's
2: go scatter the West White Titans. That's left. 372 Y Sticks East Park.
1: The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt.
2: Well, I'm
0: gonna go to college. I'll just play football.
2: All right. Here we go. Hour two of the show has begun. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. That's what you get with Farm Bureau Insurance. Hometown heroes in all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi. And staying connected to you as always because of C Spire. That's what I'm holding in my hand right here. My My iPhone from C Spire. Finally put a case on it, Roger. It's one of these cases that'll charge it up. Like the case has an extra battery in it. Yeah, I've seen some of those. So, Zag, where a company that makes those uh, covers, has come out with a new one. Yeah? Okay. Well, that's what i got sharp. Yeah, that's what i got. It's a little you know heavier. What it is? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, it's... I don't know. It's No, it's a different brand. All the brand. same, probably made by the same people. Yeah, it's a different brand. But anyway, yeah. it'll charge my phone in. But yes, that's what I've got. And... I got the C Spire Health app on there. Um, signed up at, uh, myself and family at cspirehealth.com. So with the C Spire Health app, all I got to do is open it up when I'm sick. But I don't need to go to the doctor or don't want to go and sit there for a while. I don't need to go to the emergency room. I'm just I got a minor ailment. I can go click and within minutes I am video chatting, video conferencing like a FaceTime call. With a medical professional from University Medical Center and my copay because I'm a C Spire customer, $29, and you can't beat it with a stick. That's the C Spire Health app. All right, here we go with Hour 2, and as usual, you can be a part of the show. Lots of different ways to do that. Text me on the country-pleasing text line. Check out my hat, Facebook. Hey, y'all look at my hat. (laughs) You've gone whole hog. I got a whole hog. From Country Pleasing Sausage and Country Meat Packers right on the front of my hat. Look at the back of it there. It says Country Pleasing. Isn't that a great looking hat? That's their logo. That's a great logo. Isn't that great? Got the hog on the front. Anyway, country pleasing, man. The best stuff you can put in your mouth. Told you about it before. Great Mississippi Company, but you can find their stuff in grocery stores all across the southeast. And the way they make this sausage, there aren't any they don't have that their sausage full of, here we go, air quotes, parts. <laughs> <laughs> or stuff. No, it's hand-picked hams, bacons and pork loins and that's all it's in that sausage. It's leaner. They make it in small batches, it's more consistent. They hand cut it, which you know you can tell when you get your packaging. The way they smoke it, they use hickory logs. They don't use sawdust, so therefore it's a better smoke, it's a stronger flavor. And just do yourself a favor, somebody was tweeting me this weekend they got a hold of some of that, my favorite, the green onion flavor, pepper jack and green onion, or just green onion flavor from uh, Country Pleasing. And he texted me or tweeted me back. I said, I want to know what you think. And he tweeted me back and said it was the best sausage he's ever put in his mouth. Y'all really need to try it, and you can find it. All right, the Country Pleasing text line, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. That is a 601 number. Uh, in about one minute. And let's see. Yeah, uh, Roger sent you the number there. So, in about one minute, we'll talk with Charlie Winfield on the Davini Equipment phone. In regards to Philip Rivers moving on, it did not say that Philip Rivers of the Chargers is retiring. It said that he is going into free agency and will not return to the Chargers. Tyler on the country Pleasing and text line said Rivers can sling it. I'd love for him to do just like Manning and go to Denver. Give Locke a little time to develop and kick Flacco to the curb. And what if he went to Denver? Same division, AFC West. That would be interesting. And it's obvious the Chargers and Norah Rivers are interested in using him as a trade piece to try to get up to the top of the draft, maybe make a run at another quarterback because he's just going to hit the free agency deal and pick where he wants to go. And, hey, good for him. What if Cam Newton does not remain – In Carolina, which is rumored to be happening. Maybe he winds up with Oakland or somebody like that. I don't know. It's just a thought. So what if Cam Newton does not remain with the Panthers and Phillip Rivers, who was a star quarterback at North Carolina State, goes to Charlotte, the hometown hero, comes home with his pedigree and jumps into an offense with those weapons and McCaffrey and – I'm just saying. It's just a thought. Right now, our thoughts are with baseball. It is opening week of college baseball in the state of Mississippi. And uh, this weekend, you got the number one team in the country coming into the state. They'll be in Oxford taking on Ole Miss. Louisville at Ole Miss this weekend. And Wright State, a team that wins their league every year and plays in regionals in the postseason is coming to Starkville this weekend. And Game 1 on Friday, you can listen on the radio to Jim Ellis, but you can also watch on the SEC Plus. And for opening day, you'll have Bart Gregory and this guy, Charlie Winfield, who's on your radio right now on the Divinity Equipment phone. Hey, Charlie, it's finally here, man, opening week of baseball. Congrats,
3: you made Man, it, it is good to be here, too. I, Hearing the baseball music, the little organ in the background, you got me going already. You
2: know that is I stole that. That's um, what's that lady's name that was the longtime organist for the for the uh, L.A. Dodgers? Nancy B. I believe was maybe her last name. But anyway, this is her version of it. Yeah, it's really good. Hey, and d- r- correct my memory uh, here, Charlie. Didn't we have a recent ball game at State last year where the Atlanta Braves organ player came and actually played a live organ during a game?
3: We did. And, you know, we used to have that a fair amount back in the early 80s, too, in the, not the old stadium, but the old, old stadium. And, uh, I know that, uh, I'm showing my age here, but I still like a good organ now and then yeah. over, over some of the music that we crank through <laughs> the speakers.
2: Yeah. It, but you, you, um, you wouldn't have organ music for your walk-up song, though, would you, if you were playing?
3: Well, no, that's a fair point. I probably would not. So, But you could get the get the organ in between there.
2: Mm. Right, in between, you know, during a timeout or something like that. Um, Charlie Winfield on your radio. So you got uh, Wright State coming in. Hey, I want to just throw a, a hardball uh, baseball question at you to begin with. Jay in Baltimore listens to the show. He's a huge Mississippi State baseball fan. And he called earlier concerned when he looked at stats of the pitching staff last year and realized how much production and how many innings are gone off Mm -hmm. last year's pitching staff, and it scared him to death. What can you tell him to encourage him a little bit, or can you encourage him?
3: Well, you know, in fact, Matt, I was sitting down this weekend and trying to spend some time going through the roster, and obviously there's a lot of excitement about – this team and the the idea that it could be a very special team. And sometimes I'd like to go back and say uh, to play the other side, the what if. And, you know, the, the concerns, if you start looking for them, you know, how might Mississippi State fans be disappointed this year, is if you look at the pitching coming back, you don't have a lot of it, and you don't have a lot of it that threw big innings. If you think about it, Lee Belt's gone. Cole Gordon's gone. Obviously, Ethan Small's gone. And you could kind of keep going. And then meanwhile, you look at the guys who are coming back. Uh, Brandon Smith won't be back, at least this year, because he was injured. JT Ginn had some arm trouble. Riley Self is trying to bounce back. You know, you feel good about Christian McLeod, who was on the roster last year, but you know, we hadn't seen it yet. Spencer Price still kind of bouncing back from injury. So I think it's a fair concern. Now, I, I do like the fact, though, that Mississippi State went out and they've added some, you know, a couple of experienced guys in graduate transfers. Carlisle Kessler, who I still think has got a real chance to be the Sunday starter, uh, and David Dunlavy, a guy that pitched at Furman. So these are guys who've kind of been around, who've pitched a little bit. And then obviously, look, there's a lot, a lot of talent coming in as well, and so you, here's the other good news I can give you. I feel like Mississippi State's going to hit the ball pretty well. Right. So uh, the job for Mississippi State pitchers ought to be pretty simple: keep it in the strike zone, keep it in the yard, and uh, and hope that some of these young guys can kind of progress as it comes along.
2: You know, and Charlie Winfield on your radio right now, y'all follow him on Twitter if you don't already, at Charlie Winfield, and he's really involved a lot with the Mississippi State sports. You hear him on the radio. He's a color analyst for Mississippi State women's basketball. We'll get to that. Uh, you'll see him on SEC Plus broadcast with uh, Mark um, Gregory, in which Charlie will be on the call for opening day this coming Friday. Uh, you hear him on the post game during football season uh, a good bit, and 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 on and on and he and Bart by the way too if you're listening and not aware Charlie and Bart have a great Mississippi State baseball podcast out of left field and they've kind of taken a walk um, down memory lane in, in previous weeks and are getting ready to jump into this season so we'll we'll make sure you know how to get that but Charlie um I I, I have in the past like a do this yearly thing where it's like reminding myself as much as anybody else, but fans also that early season baseball will fool you if we get too up or too down about what happens in the first couple of three weeks of a baseball season.
3: Oh boy, yeah, that's absolutely true. In fact I was going back and look at Wright State a year ago. You know, they go into Oxford the first weekend and split with uh, Ole Miss. Then they go beat An East Carolina team at East Carolina, twelve to four. They beat Cincinnati. They beat you know this is a team that uh, that beat Indiana, fifteen to four. And so you you kind of go through it, and you can find that more and more. And I've argued, and I know we we see a couple of teams around the leaderboard, but we talk so much about the danger of a mid major in basketball. There are so many kids playing baseball now so many junior colleges producing good baseball players here in Mississippi and Florida and elsewhere, that there are a lot of really, really good baseball players that make their way to a right state or to a school like that. And here's the other thing. We we know this too well. The game of baseball can change dramatically based on nothing more than the guy who walks out to the hill and grabs the baseball. And most of these teams, when they come into a state or Ole Miss, you know, they're not using their midweek guy. They're going to take their chance and try to get the win. So you're usually going to face a plus pitcher as well. And, boy, it's baseball. You go at the end of this year in the major leagues, what, the best team's going to win 100 games and lose 62? Yeah. Yeah, there's such a fine line between success and failure in baseball. You're just going to lose a lot, even in your good years.
2: You know, and Charlie, look, what was it? So that 2013 team, I believe it was, um, the the Ross Mitchell, um, uh, you know, uh, Kendall Graveman team, Gerardo uh, and everybody, and Fitz and piecing it together out of the bullpen. You know, early that year they had some head scratching losses. The record wasn't great. I remember back then in the early part of that baseball season, State fans were throwing a fit and wanted Coach Cohen fired. And then they got it. Oh, on, I'll give you. Got it on track, and they wind up in Omaha.
3: Yeah, and I'll give you another one. I was doing some looking uh, here this past week at old Mississippi State baseball schedules. And the 1985 team, which is always spoken about with some degree of reverence at Mississippi State, went out to Hawaii. They lost their last game at Hawaii and then came home and lost four straight. They got swept by Auburn and then got beat by Mississippi College. And so you go back and somehow those things escape our memories. Mm. But you're, you're absolutely right. Those things go on. You go back to... 2013, you lost a game to Central Arkansas. You, you dropped a couple to LSU, and then then all of a sudden you kind of hit that spot where you're losing some midweek games, and you know the, those things uh, those things tend to happen more than people remember looking back.
2: That's exactly right. That's exact time kind of glosses over some of the details, and that's where the devil is in the details. Charlie Winfield on your radio uh, right now when you walk around town, or you bump into people and they want to talk baseball with you, Charlie, and they go, because everybody asks you the same question, they say, hey, how many games do you think we're going to win this year? Hey, you think we can get to Omaha this year? You know, how do you answer that?
3: I think this is a team, basically what I say is, we've got a shot. And, and I'll tell you that, <laughs> I, I laugh when I say that because I know we'll talk about him in a minute, but yeah. I, I used to laugh because Vic Schaefer, anytime he really felt good about his team, he'd just say, we've got a chance. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I knew if he said, we've got a chance, it meant it, it was pretty good. But So I've kind of taken that from him. and But that's what you have with Mississippi State. Look, you've got as good a middle infield as you've had in a long, long time. But there's a lot of question marks in terms of you're going to see a new first baseman. You're going to see your first baseman from the past two years moving to the outfield. And so you're going to have to just see how some things sort out. I do think, though, that this is a team that if the arms stay healthy, I think this is a team that has a chance to kind of step one, host a regional. Step two, host a super regional, and then feel pretty good about your chances from there.
2: Really good stuff. Charlie, you mentioned uh, Vic Schaefer. Since you bring it up, let's go ahead and make that segue real quick here because you were in the gym at Humphrey Coliseum yesterday when Vic Schaefer and that team, by the way, they move them up to number six today in the AP poll. They were down as much as, I think, 12 points in the second half. And then – uh, one of the one of the kids handling the basketball just took over. Maya Taylor. You ever seen anything like that?
3: No, it's not very often. Uh, you, you know, and while I was trying to think back this morning about times where a Mississippi State player took over a game, and you have to go back and think of a Morgan William and uh, in the tournament, in Oklahoma City, maybe you know Victoria Vivians at times. But what we saw from Maya Taylor, we haven't seen in a while. And the the beautiful thing about it, too, is it wasn't just that she was scoring, but she was being very efficient. I think she missed two shots the whole game. She had six assists. She didn't turn it over. And I was looking, always enjoy going back at the end of the day and looking at the plus-minus, which is basically what the point differential is during the time that you're in the ball game. And her plus-minus yesterday was 22. So in a game where you outscore Texas A&M by 12, Basically, we outscored A&M by 22 when she was in it. Uh, just a, a really outstanding performance, and I think what you hope to, you know, the key Mississippi State's been really blessed in women's basketball the past six, seven years to have point guards who really did run the show, who really were coaches on the floor, mm-hmm. and I, you wonder if yesterday you didn't see Maya Taylor finally kind of have that click moment of I get it, this is mine and maybe more than just a kind of a big game turnaround, but maybe a, kind of where she's showing that she's about to take a big step in her entire career.
2: Well, and so she's a sophomore, right?
3: She is. She's a redshirt sophomore, which is something else Big Schaefer didn't do a lot, but she got a chance to, when you had a Morgan William and a, a Jazz Holmes, there wasn't going to be a chance to play a third point guard any appreciable minutes. And so she's gotten a chance to sit and learn, and really seems to be making the most of it.
2: Well, and, you know, I'm just looking. Okay, so she's redshirt sophomore, and Rekia Jackson, she's the freshman, right? The all-world freshman. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we're seeing it this year. I mean, in the future is the future. Vic Schaefer's not worried about next year. He's worried about this year. I get it. But man, from a fan standpoint, Charlie, can't we sit back and go, you know what? there's the heart of your team right there for the next two years and it could be fun depending on the pieces they put around them.
3: Well, and I was thinking about it, you've got a McDonald's all-American coming in. You've got a really talented transfer from Michigan State who is a McDonald's all-American who is sitting out this year. So you'll be adding those two pieces and the only player that Mississippi State loses is Jordan Danbury and Look, Jordan Danbury is a, a very important piece, but if you go back to the second half yesterday, she didn't play much. So what you saw on the floor was truly, I, I think, Mississippi State's team of the future as well as the present.
2: I mean, it's just incredible. You know, held them to 20 points in the second half, outscored, them, outscored A&M, a top 15 type of team that had at one point a 12-point lead, and, and stayed outscored them 26-8 to eight in the fourth quarter. It's just, I mean, it's just incredible. You think, uh, um, and, and I saw one of the more demonstrative fist pumps from Vic <laughs> Schaefer. I think I've ever seen. Charlie, did you see it?
3: Yeah, I did. I wish I had some good video of that one because he was he was fired up.
2: Yeah, I'm like, he's going to throw his shoulder out now. He's going to need some ice after the game. After that, after that one.
3: Yeah, and uh, tell you one thing about Vic Schaefer and Matt. You know, we've talked about this before. One of the things about coaches is the importance of understanding your talent and understanding your players. Yesterday, when Mississippi State was in a bind, they're down 12. He puts Jayla Hemingway in the ballgame. And I'd have to go back and look, but she's probably played maybe 30 minutes all year in Mm -hmm. SEC ballgames. And that's probably too high by a factor of two. And he goes to her. And she really made a difference in the ball game. not because she was scoring. She had mm-hmm. two points, but because of the other things she was doing. She was a big reason that Texas A&M only had eight points in that fourth quarter. And it's That's the thing that impresses me as much as anything about Vic Schaefer. You see so many coaches who want to make the safe decision, yeah. and Vic Schaefer basically trusted his own judgment to take a kid from the end of the bench, put her in there, and we, as much as we talk about Maya Taylor and Rakia Jackson, probably don't win without the, the play that she gave.
2: Really incredible. I mean, it was fun to watch. And the crowd made a difference, too, I thought, just you know watching it on television. It really seemed that way. Um, well, hey, Charlie, listen, I really appreciate some of your time here on a Monday. Friday, we'll be here before we know it. Can't wait. To, I'm going to go watch a little bit of it, and everybody will be watching you and Bart online on the SEC Plus for opening day. Appreciate it, Charlie. Man,
3: looking forward to it. Thanks, Matt.
2: Thank you. That's Charlie Winfield. Y'all follow him on Twitter, at Charlie Winfield. Spell his name out, and you can, like I say, you hear him on the calls on the radio with Jason Crowder for the MSU women's games. And he'll be doing a bunch of baseball games this year with Bart, including the opening day game on Friday night. So tune in. Now, I think we will have sunshine, potentially. The forecast said we could have some sunshine, but it's going to be cold now. It's going to be a little chilly on Thursday and Friday this week, at least according to the current forecast. So head to the ballpark and bring your sleeves. Cover that infield. (laughs) Y'all stick around. You're
0: listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.
2: Look out. Here comes the lane train. Is that what that was, Roger? The lane train? Yeah, well, you know, keep laying on my mind. He is uh-huh. always. He, he's living rent free in our heads. And <laughs> that what they used to say. He's up there being low key. <laughs> That's right. He is. He is. He knows. It that, makes me expect like the old Jack in the box. He's going to pop out with something. He knows that Rome wasn't built in a day. There's your...
1: Burned in one, but...
2: There's your cliché for the day, or whatever you want to call it. That stuff is used way too often in talk radio and elsewhere, for that matter. Back on the show, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Call me on the Divinity Equipment phone, 995-1059. Phone line's open to you. What do you want to talk about, man? Hit me up. Call me. I'd love to hear your voice. Davinny Equipment in Madison and Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. Highway 51, Madison. Spring Ridge Road in Jackson, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., has been doing it better longer than anybody else. Hit me up. They also have New Holland tractors. My dad actually owns a New Holland tractor down in Dothan, Alabama. He likes it, and he's just gotten where he can get back on it after that back surgery. He's doing pretty well. Coming along. I say pretty well. Coming along. Had a checkup today. I'm going to call him after the show and see what they told him. And I think he's on the mend. On the text line here. Casper says, or is this Paul? I can't tell. Maybe this is Paul. He says, I think the XFL will make it because so many people are tired of the overpaid crybabies in the NFL. Me, for one. I don't watch NFL anymore and really enjoy the XFL over the weekend. How about that? Fluffy, says the devil's advocate in me, wonders what the testing policy is like in the XFL Did McMahon copy the WWE? What are you talking about, Fluffy? (laughs) Yeah, those those guys are just naturally built like that. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Where's he
1: coming from with that?
2: Uh, Roger, I think somebody, Jeremy texted the show on the Country Pleasing text line and said that I missed your joke. And I think it was when you interjected something about Donald Trump and a pardon. When I was talking about. Either that or joking about getting a layaway on a mattress. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what was the old joke? Hey, put it in my mama's name. <laughs> <laughs> or now it's put it in my kid's name. Right. I was watching that show with Cedric on there the other night. Cedric the entertainer, and that's what he said. I put stuff on lay away on my kids' names. <laughs> 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 when well, his kids walked up and said, Daddy, what is this bill?
1: <laughs> oh Turnabouts oh. only fair. <laughs> Turnabouts fair play. That's for all those twenties you fished out of my pocket and think I didn't notice. Yeah. Oh, right. happen. that happened. That hadn't happened to you yet,
2: has it? Not Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. You're married. I am married. Yes. Thankfully, I would be Same so deal. lost without her, man. You just don't know. Like the, she's organized. She plans. She takes care of things that slip through the cracks. And if it were not for Annabeth, I would. Oh, every gosh. great man. I would be such a, a mess. World. That's right. So y'all t- keep texting me here on the uh, country pleasing text line. 885-ESPN or 885-3776. That's a number. It's a 601 number. For those watching the stream, y'all can see it up there. 601-885-ESPN. Text away. Country Pleasing. Y'all can find Country Pleasing sausage in grocery stores all throughout the Southeast. Man, it is some fine, fine stuff. I'm still finishing off that package of the pepper jack and green onion. And it's just... I wish I was eating some of it right now. It really is good. You know what goes good. good with that? What goes good with that?
1: That Mississippi State Edam or the jalapeno pepper cheese.
2: You one. you had some, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I still have some, but I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> the
2: jalapeno? I'm working on both of them. I just, you know, what I'll have today, I feel rich. Hey, I've got two different kinds. So, Roger, you know what? I'm thawing out. I'm going to start eating some of it tomorrow, and I have not had it. Is that andouille? Um, sausage from uh, country pleasing
1: i'm saving it to make some red beans and rice
2: okay i was making sure i i, I thought i gave gumbo. you a, i thought yeah, i you gave did. you a package of it you did man country pleasing make some oh good and chicken
1: and sausage gumbo
2: for those Ooh. just tuning in on facebook and twitter this is my new country pleasing hat look at that hog on the front of it yeah and uh it says country Pleasing on the back and for those for all the hail staters are like, Matt, that hat is red and blue. Those are Ole Miss colors. Yeah, well, it's pretty. Look at it. That's pretty. Red, white, and blue. It's, it's also a razor back on it. It's also America <laughs> colors. It's not just Ole Miss colors. It's also America colors. I do have on my walking bully. I have on my walking can y'all see it? See my walking bully Mississippi State shirt? See that? This is that like
1: one of those gray on black. Logo's kind of more muted, or is it just
2: the way it looks on No, the- it's just the way it looks on the camera. Okay. It's a black shirt, though. This came from the University Golf Course, and the brand is uh, Columbia. This is a great-fitting shirt, this Columbia Golf shirt with the walk-and-bully embroidered on the front from the Mississippi State University Golf Course. Follow them on Twitter, at G C. Call them. Call them. 325-3028. Repeat after me. 325-3028. Got it. All right, so uh, Bully Bill on the text line. People who think Pete didn't manage differently, even if he only bet on his team, are short-sighted. Bully We're not arguing B- that it was right. We're just saying it's been long enough. Bully Bill, that is exactly right. It's ex- Roger, I could not have said it better. Bully Bill, I, I want specifically from you, this, I understand your, your point on this. He tweeted it also, Rose shouldn't go in until after he's in the dirt. His arrogance and lack of humility is why he's not in yet. The president and Pete have lots in common. But I don't, I've missed that. Bill, I've missed it. The the arrogance and lack of humility you're talking about from Pete Rose. Well, Is that kind of his persona when he was playing. Well, that's way, yeah. But it, there's a lot of guys like that. I mean, and as it fierce. relates to later yeah. in life here and getting in the Hall of Fame, what am I missing? I didn't. I have not seen that. And even if that were the case, Bill has he not suffered long enough? I mean, spend what thirty years basically thinking you're never getting in because of what you did? I think that's punishment enough, man. It's a game. It's baseball, and we're not putting him in as a dang manager now help me out here y'all text me sure enough text me on the country That's please and text line <laughs> country please and sausage text line y'all text me and let me know was he a it. was he a player manager when this happened a player manager or was he just the manager when this gambling thing supposedly happened because what we're trying to do is put him in there as a player who has way over four thousand hits more than any, and, and more than anybody else. That's what I'm saying. I say, Matt, you're getting soft because you're getting old. Well, heck, man, I ain't old as some of y'all.
1: Well, that's a good point. I have never heard anybody make that point, although it's glaringly obvious that you know that was after his playing. Yeah, after his. It's after all those hits. I guess they had coaches in there, but, I mean.
2: Man, pretty really man's Yeah. Oh, well, he did it. Okay, so so he goes out and gets more hits than anybody else, yet he's out here betting, you know, uh, egregiously or. And uh, never a whisper of steroids
1: or anything like that for him, I remember. Right. He just did it.
2: Right. Yet, someday you're going to look me in the eye and tell me that, let's just say what if. You gonna look me in the eye and tell me that Jose Altuve of the Houston Astros ought to go in the Hall of Fame, huh? You gonna tell me that? You gonna tell me right now that there aren't some guys in the Hall of Fame that've gotten in recently that for sure Dad Gummit did use steroids, just never got, taught, got caught. Squirrel on the country pleasing text line said. Is it my imagination or is Chicken Hawk the worst caller in the history of Sports Talk Radio? Well, no, he's not one of the worst callers in the history of Sports Talk Radio, Squirrel. But you are one of the worst uh, spellers on the te- the country-pleasing text line because you use the word worse instead of worst. See? I, we can criticize anybody for just about anything. <laughs> See how it goes? probably auto-corrected on him. I'll tell you this, squirrel. Chicken Hawk is a better caller, a better sports talk radio caller than any of you guys calling Feinbaum nosing up to him every day. And, and you're one of them. <laughs>
0: Well, just shoot up in here amongst us. One of us got to have some relief.
2: Back on the show. Don't forget to head over to nestandwild.com. Nest and Wild, all American-made mattresses sold and shipped to your door by a great Mississippi company. Nest and Wild, 12-inch thick mattresses of any size, not eight, not ten, you order, sleep on it for 99 nights, decide if you want it then. Nestandwild.com. Tim on the Country Pleasing Text Line says, Philip Rivers likes to talk trash when he's having a good day, but when he's having a bad day, he's quiet as a church mouse. They lose some street cred. Brian says, the real Brian says, hey Matt, I know I'm late to the conversation, but does anyone know why Chloe Bibby is not playing very many minutes? I don't know. She may have been some of those that got benched yesterday. I know she did play there for a while. Jared on the Country Pleasing text line says, Matt, I'd call you, but I hate the sound of my voice, so I never have. But there's no way you could hear me over this rain, so today might be the day. <laughs> Man. I know. Jay, Remember the old Tin roof? Uh huh. Yeah, right, right. Jay in Baltimore says, uh, Lamonis did confirm this morning that McLeod will pitch Saturday and Sarantola will go on Sunday. Most important question of the week, how well is the new field drain? <laughs> I actually texted uh, Brandon Harden, and he's so busy, he probably can't text me back right now. But I just thought I'd see if I get an answer for you. On if there's an actual number of gallons that that thing will, will drain, I'd find it very interesting. Grumpy on the Country Pleasing text says, only Jesus is perfect. Put Pete in. Fluffy says, someone check on Brother Squirrel when you get slapped down by banana hands. It sure does sting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jason, my man Jason out in Flagstaff, Arizona, says, I'd take an entire show of Chicken Hawk. Dude to oh, be God. one of the... The Duke could be one of those 24-7 internet reality shows. Camera on him all the time. Motion activated by his mouth moving. (laughs) He'll be demanding a raise now. (laughs) He sure will. Tyler, on the country-pleasing text, I've been to Cooperstown, and there are several of Rose's items on display. They have no issue with making money from his career, yet want to shame his playing career for idiocy as a manager. It's been long enough, but they don't want it to end. Too much free media coverage with the discussion. Jeff in Philadelphia says, You mentioned Feinbaum. In my opinion, as as big a deal as the SEC is, you'd think they'd come up with a better talk show than him. He's basically Jerry Springer of sports, and the backwoods mentality of some of the callers is not a good look for the SEC. I'm as okay with Redneck as anybody, but he's terrible. SEC Network could do better. That's from Jeff in Philadelphia, who's not a fan. And Squirrel says, do you always launch unprovoked attacks to listeners of your show or am i special oh no I wouldn't I didn't launch anything if I launch an attack we'll know that was more just having a little fun because you were picking on one of my favorite callers I like chickenhawk I'm just if you can have some fun at his expense I'll have a little fun at yours and we'll all be happy we'll all have a merry Christmas all right here we go Divini Equipment phone, Divinity Equipment in Madison and Jackson. Our friend Coach Shanks on the phone. Hey, Coach. How are you doing? I'm great. What's up?
0: Good. Well, oh, uh, on Pete Rose, two couple of things. Number one is the Hall of Fame is nothing but a museum, a money-making museum in Cooperstown, mm-hmm. New York, where supposedly baseball was started, which has you know, been proven time and again that it's a myth. It didn't start there. Abner day was never there. He was in Hawaii. Now, the other thing about Pete Rose, here's what got him. Uh, he, I think he ought to be in on his baseball, but Pete grew up gambling. His daddy was a big gambler, and they played the horses there in Cincinnati daddy, from the time he was eight, nine years old. Mm. So he was always gambling. But when the, the gamblers got into him and they started loaning him money to cover stuff, and he would bet he never bet against the reds but when he didn't bet they knew the reds were going to lose that's how they got him and that's where the money was made Hmm. not that he bet on them to win but when he didn't bet at all they knew that he didn't think they were going to win so that's when they bet on the other thing
2: but anyway that's
0: two things on the hall of fame i think he ought to be in
2: okay really good stuff that's you know some history there that i didn't think i knew coach shanks when 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 this was going on betting on the reds to win versus you know not betting when he didn't think they would win he was was he a manager slash player you know player manager or was he just the manager
0: well that's pretty much when he was just managing the player manager thing was kind of to keep the folks in cincinnati happy mm-hmm. although he was a brilliant manager i mean he has a brilliant baseball mind uneducated i think he probably quit school about the ninth grade mm-hmm. seriously mm-hmm. you know I mean, he's pretty much uneducated and that showed up time and time again. But I mean, he was gambling, and they knew he was gambling a long time before they got
2: him. Well, I guess but what I'm saying, when he was a manager, coach, is help me educate me on this. Is the is the accusation that he was betting and gambling on the games while he was playing also?
0: No, no, there's never been that accusation.
2: Well, see, and so my now, point is,
0: I would not be surprised. Yeah, I agree with you. You separate them.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're putting it's him in as a place. player. We're putting him in the Hall of Fame as a player. <laughs> we're not putting him in as a manager. So,
0: and I mean, you know, they're supposed to be about the whole thing. I mean, they got folks that have been put in here in the last few years that use steroids. And everybody knows they use steroids. And, That's right. Uh, you know, and it distorted the game. And so, I mean, what he did was was wrong. And my God, he's paid. You know, I think mm-hmm. he's paid. He gets more than you get for bank robbery now.
2: Right. That's about right. That's about That's right. true. Coach, I appreciate you. Well, Thank you for the call. Oh,
0: yeah. We enjoy it.
2: All right. Thank you.
1: He's a shoe-in for the Gamblers Hall of Fame.
2: <laughs> He's going into that one, isn't he? he going uh, in there. A couple of baseball nuggets real quick, and then I'm coming to Jason. On this day in 2005, Roy Oswalt from Ware, Mississippi, avoided arbitration and signed with the Astros a two-year $16.9 million deal. And at that time, in his previous four seasons in the major leagues, he had posted a 63-27 and record, a 700-winning percentage. That's pretty incredible. I thought I'd pass, uh, pass that along for you. Roy Oswald. Jason in Flagstaff. What's up, Jason?
0: Uh, nothing much. Thought I'd call in to be in Chicken Hawk here.
2: <laughs> boy, I'm sure he appreciates it.
0: And that dude's good. One of these times when you ain't in there, don't feel like coming in or can't, you ought to let him post and <laughs> have Roger just throw some softballs at him and let Chicken Hawk just talk.
2: Let him talk. See what happens. I think you I think you may be on to something. Just, hey, you know, get your finger on the button just in case. I don't think that'll ever happen with Chicken <laughs> Hawk and just see what happens. Okay. One vote for that from Jason and Flagstaff, man. I appreciate it. All
1: right. I'll take it
2: easy. <laughs> you All too. Right. Thank you. Roger – uh, in television, on this day in 2015, February 10th, 2015, NBC News suspended Brian Williams for six months without pay for misrepresenting events concerning an Iraqi war story. <laughs> story was found to be untrue, and then eventually, I mean, that was it. Well, so he was he was fired or.
1: Suspended for lying. So they put him in charge of their political division over there. <laughs> well, I saw He's him. all over MSNBC. He now. really
2: is, isn't he? He's all over. Um <clears throat> also found in, a home. <laughs> also on this day, February 10th, 1993, Michael Jackson granted his first interview in 15 years to Oprah Winfrey. And in the interview. Jackson claimed that he had a disorder that destroys the pigmentation of his skin and that he had had very little plastic surgery. <laughs> I, I'm not laughing at that. I'm just, you know, the idea that.
1: You, sir, are a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Where liar, is it? Pants on fire. Liar, liar. <laughs> it's alpha right?
2: Yeah, I've got that in here somewhere, and I am going to play it for you. I'm I'm really disappointed. I didn't think of getting that button ready. I know I have it on here because I haven't deleted it. I just don't know where it is.
1: got to get that one on the hot
2: Here train. it is right here. Here it is. I got it on here.
1: Why a liar, your pants are on fire?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, that's Frank Caliendo. That's Al Pacino. His famous impression of Al Pacino. You, sir, are (laughs) a (laughs) liar. That's easier to believe that that Pete Rose never gambled. And that man went on Oprah Winfrey. And this ain't 1983 Michael Jackson either, okay? It's 1993 Michael Jackson. Look it up. This man went on Oprah Winfrey in front of the nation and said... That he had had very little plastic surgery. Maybe he just got the words mixed up, Roger. Maybe this he got maybe he got his words mixed around, and what he meant to say was, "My plastic surgery is very little." <laughs> well, it'd be easier to believe if it wasn't
1: documented that his nose had actually fallen out a few times. <laughs> I mean, it was a
2: as a prosthesis. Uh, I am not feel sorry for the guy. can't guys. laugh we, about this, can yeah, we? I can't. No, I mean, yeah. Duty Noble Field. The sand under duty has a permeable rate of 27 inches per hour. Once they put side down on top of that, it's around a 22, 24 inches per hour. 15 foot center drain lines move that water away very quickly. There's your answer. Official. See you tomorrow. See you you've been listening to the matt wyatt show